<laughs> You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. You know, I was like, Guy Ritchie's The Covenant? Why? There's never been another Guy Ritchie film that had Guy Ritchie in front of it. I was like, is he just feeling like he's just gotten to that point now that all his films are going to have Guy Ritchie in front of it? He just last month had a film out called Operation Fortune that was not called Guy Ritchie's Operation Fortune. And I think really what it comes down to isn't actually arrogance. It's you watch this movie and you would never for a million years think it was a Guy Ritchie film because just, it's not like his, I, any of his I other films. I just assumed he didn't want anyone to confuse it with Ridley Scott's Covenant. Thank you. I thought this was his continuation or maybe even remake of... Of, of Alien Rid- Covenant? Of Ridley Scott's The Covenant. Guy Ritchie's Ridley Scott's Guy Ritchie's Covenant. Guy Ritchie's Ridley Scott's not Alien Covenant. I was like, where the fuck is the Xenomorph? There's no Xenomorphs. That's not what's going on here. This is actually uh, the Afghanistan war. You know. You know what that was, right? Oh, it's like aliens. No, there's no aliens. What, wasn't that like a war? Well, they're illegal allegory? aliens because they need to get these. Otherwise, oh, they're not okay. going to be legal. They're not now. even illegal aliens. It's all in Afghanistan. So they are. Uh, we the Americans are the illegal aliens. No, I guess. No. So I guess Democrats would say that <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, our our lead character here is Jake Gyllenhaal, Sergeant John Kinley, who is. Um, you know, they're in charge of like uncovering Taliban uh, explosives, uh, like just weapons. little tiny plots yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. And it's clear early on that he's been given the, you know, the go to by his upper staff who he has a strong relationship with of like, look, I know it's not strictly speaking, you know, stuff that's been given the green like light, but like, yeah, go ahead and do knock some thing. doors down. He's, yeah. he's got a team that he works with and there's early on a team thing where it's like, oh, okay, so one of our, one of our guys died here because of like a guy with a bomb in the truck. Everybody's still a little pissed about this, the rest of his team, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but they set up very clearly early on that a lot of this is about the locals that they worked with that are working with the military uh, interpreters. Yeah. Some of which are full on military guys. I mean, they're not just a bunch of nerds walking around. Like, you know, it's like, yeah, we, we can actually was. speak the language if yeah. you'd like us to. <laughs> but guys are like themselves. They're kind of like, you know, jarheads, if you will. That uh, or like they were in the Taliban at one point as well. And so like, they're or, like, no, or, let us help out. Or at the very least, didn't have a problem with the Taliban at some point until right. they did. Right. Which leads us to Dar Salim as Ahmed, uh, who is a guy who they're like, yeah, he doesn't have a really great past. They insinuate, like, we think he was a heroin uh, dealer. Um, but the Taliban killed his son, and now he's like, 
Oh, fuck, fuck those guys. Fuck those yeah. guys. Yeah. Exactly. And he speaks four languages. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's not a dummy on any level. Uh, and But everyone's kind of like, you know, I mean, even though there are, you know, people of uh, the region already working with their unit, they're still like, here's a new one. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is like, what's the story with this guy? It's like, oh, he's really good and really smart, but he always kind of got an ad. Yeah. He doesn't take shit he's from a anybody. Loose cannon. <laughs> he's like, that's a stupid idea. It's like, you're not supposed to say that. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yes, that's a really great idea. We should do it. Yeah, but we really should it because that's a stupid idea. But, this, but I'm just the interpreter. This is going to be a hard film to talk about because you go, where do spoilers end? Because yeah. like, ultimately the plot is a... Uh, survival story uh with jake jill and it's, on it's kind of akin to uh what's that movie with mark Wahlberg uh that came out like a little while ago where it's like the four guys the one where he screams at plants <laughs> i fucking hate this shit uh, <laughs> it's weird. like there are four military guys it's based on a true story as Ooh, well transformers four <laughs> I really fucking hate the show. Uh, I know exactly what you it's, mean. It's that you're, thing where it's like a survival story. You're talking about the Spike Jones. No, 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 not Spike Jones. Not uh, Three Kings. Well, I kept thinking, not Three Kings. I kept I thinking, thinking of Rambo Kings. First Blood, in, but yeah. in reverse, where it's I like mean, where it's like the guys who are uh, uh, trapped and they're like, okay, we we know what we're doing. We're military guys. We're total badasses, but everyone is looking for them. Like they're trapped sure. in the middle of nowhere. Uh, but this is a throwback but, but film it's to like, an older it's, era. It's the three very distinct acts in yeah. this film. Yeah. First the, act is military action thriller. Yeah. Second act is a is survival story. The, the second act is the uh the about three and a half minutes in the in Gladiator when uh the, the guy <laughs> uh, saves Russell Crowe and then drags him across uh like it's that but for about like thirty minutes. And then, so Ridley Scott's covenant. <laughs> Ridley Scott's Gladiators Coveted. And then the th- and then the third act is a men of honor story of like, oh, well that guy helped me and now I have to help him. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It it really is that simple. They are on a mission, it goes south, everybody dies, you know, and the interpreter who could just leave Jake Gyllenhaal, right. who's been seriously wounded, could just leave his ass behind, but he doesn't. He drags yeah, this- him 100 clicks through heavily, you know, fortified territory, constantly on the run. Saves the guy's life, and you know what? Once he's re- once he goes back home, he's got a great life. He's yeah. got a nice wife. Which he's I, got a nice business. But he's like, I can't sleep. But I he's like, yeah, I can't not think. Of, I own this uh, man of blood debt. Right. Okay, so the Taliban now hate this so guy. This right, is right. Spoilers per se, but that is, I don't know how else to describe this film. I mean, uh, because that is the whole point. It's not I mean, a plot it, heavy it's film. also yeah. it's in the trailer itself because yeah. there it, Jake Gyllenhaal does say I have to go back and save him because the the whole point of not necessarily just because uh, uh, Ahmed wants to save him because he's just a human, yeah. uh, but also he's trying to save his wife and his unborn child at that point yeah. to get visas to go into uh, to right. go into America. And because this, I don't know if you guys know this, but America <laughs> really, really fucked, fuck, over, fucked over yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people yeah. in Afghanistan. We. I I forget what the number was. It was it was like ninety or something like that. No, three hundred. Oh, it was three hundred. Okay. Yeah. Uh, interpreters, we guaranteed them visas to America if they helped us, and we just abandoned them. Yeah, like uh, we pulled. Some would say an America. Yeah, yeah. I think they would. Hey, uh, as as a lot of people would say, make 
America great again yeah. by bringing people over. With yeah, Jesus. Make America great again by actually, you know, do what we said we were going to do. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's what they mean by that, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, immediately we just. Right. When, I'm assuming it's not white supremacy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, mean, that, that's what it really means. <laughs> But, you know, they don't right. like to say that. Thanks for helping and all, but you're not a white guy. Make so. America great again, meaning, you know, back in the time when the white dudes were in charge of everything. <laughs> That's when we were great, apparently. I, apparently. I don't know. That's what I've been told. Fifty-two. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, as Chris said, this isn't a very plot-heavy film. It's very basic. It's very simple. And that's Marco, by the way. Yeah. Oh, hey, I'm Marco. Also very simple and basic. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, but that's what makes me lovable. And that's what makes this movie kind of likable. It's not trying to be complicated. It's not even deeply political other than, well, we kind of fuck well, those guys. It's going to get around to, like, it's one of the films five minutes in, you're like, it's going to have a text scroll at the end about, like, yeah, sure. America right. sucks. Yeah, and with, with, speaking, photo, with and, photos of real guys who are actually speaking there. of political, this is right. I'll <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> be so deeply political. We like to call him the right wing. <laughs> because to just, we got to do the runny joke. He's a white supremacist. Wouldn't that be crazy? <laughs> it would if, be if you really were a white I supremacist. Really <laughs> uh, I don't know what to say beyond that. It was like, wow, that would be wild. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so wild. It wouldn't be. We wouldn't be on the show together. We would not know each other. No, I, I think my, my, my colors would have shown. <laughs> yeah. You're color showing now <laughs> see that's what that's what the thing with you white supremacist it's all about color god damn it <laughs> I, on my way to the theater day i was driving uh, behind a car that had a uh southern girl with a confederate sticker on it and oh it was like, fuck i feel like i want to get stickers made that just say i'm a nazi so every time i see one of those parked somewhere i can just go slap and bring that stuff. <laughs> i like it yeah. i like it yeah anyway sorry we got a little liberal uh you know <laughs> Human. Well, we've been we've been liberally drinking. reasonable. Yeah, we've been liberally drinking. <laughs> yeah, we, we're, we're, we're liberally inebriated. Look, I, the weirdest thing about this film is that it doesn't feel like a Guy Ritchie film at all. No, it and, is restrained. And, and Guy Ritchie's known for like tons of style, but I would say this film does have tons of style. It just doesn't feel like the stuff Guy Ritchie usually. No, does. Th- this no. what we're saying yeah. is like a you wouldn't have known this was a Guy Ritchie movie unless it was Guy Ritchie's The Covenant and. To your point, there are definitely moments of style. Especially in the third act. Especially in the third act. But also, I would say even, I mean, in all of the acts, there, uh, I think definitely in the the second as well, where it feels like he's really trying to, like, I'm going to show people fucking acting. It it also feels like this was deeply personal to him. And it was, because he co-wrote it. And, uh, and... This, this, I thought that, you know, is saying Guy Ritchie's The the Covenant. I thought it was, uh, at first it was a little garish because it's like, oh, he's just like a kind of a director for hire. And like the only reason why they would be making this movie is just to kind of get this out there. This, you know, good, really important story. Yeah. But like, well, we got to get like a known name. And then you figure out that, it, oh, he also co-wrote. It's like, oh, this means something to him too. I mean, there's the goal of like... You're making a film that feels like a propaganda film. Yeah, right. In many ways, it's action packed and it's well shot action. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of like pathos in it. A lot of stuff going like, yeah, this is an injustice that needs to be corrected to get to the ultimate point, which I 100% agree with. It's yeah. like, yeah, we should actually feel responsibility to go. This is important to get these people who work. Who we, we made a deal with <sighs> right. and, and helped us and get them out regardless of how unjust us being there in the first place was, yeah. you know, it's, it's a, it's an interesting, uh, uh, 
take on because there's been so many movies that have been about the uh the Iraq and uh, Afghani war that we committed for no fucking reason for the most part. Yeah. Uh, decades of them. Decade as it's <laughs> um and uh, which it, like we only just got out of and then the Taliban took it back over. Yeah. Uh but yeah. you know it's like literally immediately. Yeah. <laughs> uh but uh I I think this is something where um this is not necessarily talked about is like how us as a government, we and and the military, how we also work with the country mm-hmm. that we're invading yeah. and, and with their people. And this is, I think, a very important story to tell. I mean, stories have been made like this about Vietnam. Right. And exactly. Korea yeah. Right. And right. Stuff right, like right. That. Right. But like this is, you know, uh, obviously a little bit more immediate people still alive today and mm-hmm. and younger even going like, yes, I saw this happen. Mm-hmm. It's important. And it, literally the Taliban retakeover of, uh, of Afghanistan just happened. Mm-hmm. And it feels like they got a little bit of a monkey's paw there. Cause it was like, okay, fine. Y'all want to be reasonable and claim you're going to be reasonable and run a country in a reasonable way. Then go ahead. And now they're like, Oh, this isn't easy. <laughs> this is really, in fact, difficult. <laughs> well, I, I think every country has that uh, uh, right to, uh, you know, go through the difficulty themselves. I mean, they should have been running themselves without us intervening. But regardless, we made promises and we broke them. We broke them. And, yeah. and you know, again, the, the movie doesn't really have an axe to grind per se. It's not involved but, but, in the politics yeah, per se. But, but it, it's, it's a moral the, issue. You right. made a promise and the, the Jake Gyllenhaal character, once he gets back and he's like, I shouldn't be here. You know, I get to kiss my wife and my kids every morning. I get to have a great life and I shouldn't be here. I should be the guy in the hole hiding Right, not Which, this poor guy who did everything to save me because he's treated as a hero. They're like, oh man, you got to cross a hundred clicks with all these wounds, and he's like, I don't remember doing that. And as the flashbacks come, he's like, no, Ahmed did it. He dragged right. my ass I think this that's whole about way. As political as the film gets, yeah. are those moments where it's sending a direct message, like, how dare you go back and sit in comfort? Uh, right, you know, when you. It's, know what you did, yeah. what you left behind, it's and clever. put no effort to fix. It's clever the way they did it. It was like with that metaphors, like yeah. the, basically it's the 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 country saying like, "How fucking dare you yeah. not help these people who helped us?" Yeah. Fucking speak because we're too fat and fucking lazy to learn another language. Yeah. No. And uh and like that's that's also what it comes down to as well, is that we're just like, nah, we don't want to fucking learn the language. We just don't want to do that. <laughs> and uh and he's like, well we'll get these fucking people to help us out. And yeah. uh and and these and Ahmed speaks four fucking languages like yeah, yeah I can spare I can barely speak fucking English. Yeah. <laughs> these fucking these fucking fat fucking stupid white people (laughs) i would like to say as a movie per se outside of the political stuff i i think that it has a very strong first and third act yeah i think the second act plays up the pathos and especially the score which is normally not bad at all but like really just turns it into like turns it up to 11 yeah it's just this goes on way too long it's way too much like this look at what this guy Jesus sacrificed yeah. uh, for See, this I disagree. white guy. I disagree yeah. with you on one point in that I think the first act is the one that's too long. Mm. It's probably the best directed sequence. You know, it, it's this one long mission. Yeah. But the story is really the second and third act, which is right. Jake Gyllenhaal going, I shouldn't be here. 
Yeah. The guy who saved my ass should be here with me. I am going. And then, you know, he goes through all the proper channels. He tries to do things the right way. Right. And when that doesn't happen, he says, fuck it. I'm going to go there and save this guy myself. Right. And, you know, just go do this off the books, so to speak. That's the story. That first act seems so long. It's like it takes a long time for the proper story to kick in. I was enjoying I that first act. I, I know it's uh, the but, best directed but, part, right, but, right. It's, but yeah. it's not the story of the movie. I it's totally, just a mission went bad, say. the guy yeah. gets hurt, yeah. and he drags him to safety. That's it sets, it the sets up the characters of Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, uh, Dar Salim. It sets, sets up their characters in the way we know who they are as human beings, uh, what they have to struggle against, why they're doing what they're doing. And I, th- I feel like it does that pretty well while still it, having some really solid, pretty fucking tense action sequences. It does. I, I think that, it, to your point, I think that the, the first act should have been shortened down because, like as you're saying, it's like the second and third act, it's really just the duality with their two stories yeah. where the second act is Dar Salim's character, Ahmed, like, basically taking care of Jake Gyllenhaal. And I, I would have liked to see in the third act more of, like, Jake Gyllenhaal going through a little bit more hell. Because you could say that he already went through hell because yeah. he was nearly shot to death. But also, at the same time, Plus like... he's married to a redhead. <laughs> but... Uh, That's it, a hell I'd go through. That's <laughs> a hell I'm, I, I would... I welcome. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, for one, welcome our redheaded overlords. <laughs> <laughs> but it would have been also interesting to see him go kind of through hell trying to save him. Right. And Plus in that second act, he's just flashbacking. And yeah, he, you know, to me, it, that it was, was the point was a, where you see what really happened. Yeah. It was, a, it was, I, I get what that flashback was when he was like, Oh, that's what fucking happened. <laughs> it was a little egregious. It was very egregious. And it was just like, are you, are you fucking serious? We, we cause as the audience, we was like, yeah, we, yeah, we know guy. Richie wanted to do some fucking trick shots. He waited a whole yeah, act yeah. of like, I'm just going to shoot this in a very conventional way yeah. without any of my typical razzmatazz. <sighs> and like, Oh, I have some like little flashback dream sequence type stuff. Yeah. I can go nuts here. He did really shoot the hell out of this though. Did, like yeah. there, there's so many different, like, um, it's impressively shot. No question. It is it. impressively shot. And it's, it's definitely different from his, normal like you know uh uh glamoured yeah fucking fun Those stuff weird like super slow down shot action shots yeah he, he does well, his ramping he, shots he does that in this but they don't work as well uh the the slow ramp well they're but, but they're not playing it to that like unreal level that he does in his other films right but yeah. it's 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 a thing i don't know why i i have this thing it's like i hate uh, shutter effects uh-huh. where it's just like it's like yeah. like Scorsese does that and yeah. I think he's a terrible filmmaker for doing that yeah. uh, <laughs> really but when, I mean he is a hack I mean he has is that guy ever made a good movie uh, <laughs> not I mean he's no guy Richie but it's <laughs> it, it, I remember like the, the you don't see Martin Scorsese's taxi driver <laughs> <laughs> but when you're a real filmmaker like guy Richie you get Scorsese, to put your name at the talk top talk to me when you want to make The Confident okay uh, but I uh, but but he, he does that in this a little bit and it's just like eh. mm. he plays around with it, but he is kind of struggling and not struggling but I think if you look at his earlier films which are always very entertaining they're, they're very so stylized they're very stylish they're very like sort of like Cockney lads on a mission or, or like on a crime thing you know uh-huh. it, it's always very stylish very pulpy 
here he's trying to tell a story about real people, and mm-hmm. sometimes he struggles with that, especially in the writing, yeah. because Chris himself said it. There's a lot of dialogue in here that's, that's a little overwrought. Jake Gyllenhaal and Dar Salim are playing the hell out of it. But when they have to like actually speechify, like these are not guys who talk about their emotions. Right, right. So for them to like say like the subtext out loud, it's like, dude, when you were just playing it on your face, I bought it. When you That's have to like thing. speechify, yeah. it does not work. I when, kept, when I kept thinking times... about how much better Four Kings did it. Yeah. When they had... Three, three Kings. Three Kings, sorry. Yeah. When they had to do well, a it's moment... it's inflation. Like a... Yeah. Uh, uh, next right? Yeah, I know. Come on. It's like a, <laughs> over 2.4% now. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, but when they did it, it was like, it felt like this was something you actually could see. Like well, happening they're, in that they're context. They're all already smarmy. Here's a little bit like... Oh, is everybody listening? Is everybody yeah. listening? Okay, I'm going to give my speech now. Well, yeah. the, I, what I still thought that was great is like, I, I want, I honestly wanted more scenes between Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, Dar, uh, Dar Salim. Yeah, um, because a lot of their uh, scenes together, they were actually more silent than anything yeah. else. But yeah. like, they were both acting the shit out of this. Like, yeah. just yeah. even their looks. Like, the, the last scene when they're, whatever, uh, looking at each other. And uh, I was like, I, you, you fucking get it. Like this uh, honor, uh, what was it, Men, Men of Honor yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. St- type of style movies. And I was like, I, yeah, I get this. Yeah, I, like, it, I totally it's fucking like understand. It's like every great buddy action movie. It's yeah. two guys who love each other but are never going to say I love you. Yeah. Right, exactly. You know, it's yeah. just the nod, the look. He's like, yeah, okay, yeah. You know, it's, That's the Men of Honor trope. They're yeah. acknowledging yeah. that, yeah. you know. You know, you, you did, did good me, by me. You did good by me. I'm going to do good by you. Like all we're, you need is a and fucking we're even nod. Now, yeah. you know, we're even. You know? Right. Uh, there's some nice little extra appearances here. Alexander uh, Ludwig, country musician, known for uh, he was in the Seeker Netflix series as well. Uh, but notably, I'd say more than anything, Anthony Starr from The Boys has a fun little appearance here that oh, I kind yeah. of wish he had more to do yeah but in the third act he has a nice little appearance you're like oh that's fun emily beecham plays the wife and then johnny lee miller from train spotting for god's sakes and hackers uh looks really tired (laughs) (laughs) he's like i finally got to do a a guy richie movie he's he's a general yeah he doesn't even get to do a cockney accent yeah 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 but but yeah i mean regardless the cast is really good but for lot but as as bright said it it is kind of largely a two-hander yeah and it's when it's just those two guys and they're not saying anything it works great it's just when they have to talk you know not all the time but you know even the in the early stuff it's like uh you guys don't really quite get that whole like uh how people talk yeah i guess in the end i kind of wanted more in in an odd way like the movie is two hours and i kind of wanted more of just them together right and when everything is so like thrusted yeah. immediately after the first act and they're like, using oh, their wits to survive like, yeah when we get in the action sequences yeah. they are good they shouldn't be fun this is not fun no this should not be it should fun. be scary it should be scary and you can kind of see guy Ritchie going like well i'm used to doing violence that's kind of fun and stylish yeah. and now i have to do it serious but i can yeah. also see him thinking about like well, what was what actually happened? Yeah. Well, and yeah. I'm like, I get it. I fucking get it. But when they're using their wits and it's nail biting and yeah. really good. But when it goes into like, oh, now we're in action mode and there's just wave after wave of anonymous Taliban soldiers who can't yeah. shoot for shit. It's like they might as well just be shooting stormtroopers. Well, keep right. going into your final thoughts, Marco. As, as much as I liked it, yeah, I, that that kind of pulled me out of it because there are some firefights in here that are very intense. 
But it literally comes down to two guys, like, just picking off, like, a hundred other dudes. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't buy it. If you had had eight guys that they had to fight and they had to use their wits and think through this problem uh, without coming across like super soldiers, it would have been much better. Mm -hmm. Because the moments when they're just allowed to be human and just allowed to be, like, you know, dealing with the situation and it feels real, those are great. When it decides to be an action movie and like, oh, yeah, we have to kill wave after wave of anonymous villains, then it just feels weak and it seems to undercut the whole point of the movie. Uh, You mentioned the actress who played his wife. We all agree that she was good, but kind of in the thankless role. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dar Salim's character, his wife also appears and she seems a little underutilized as well. But it is a guy's movie. This is an 80s action picture that's done with a 2023 budget. And I think it suffers for that. If it had been a 1980s movie with a much smaller budget and it's just two great actors playing off of each other, then it would be a classic. Here, it's good. It needs a little more enemy mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Totally. It's, exactly. Totally. You don't need... You, the Richie's stakes are already mind. high. <laughs> I don't need like a hundred guys in trucks... You know, coming at you with machine guns for me to know what the stakes are. So it, it, it feels like a little bit of a swing and a miss, but it is definitely Guy Ritchie trying to do something a little more mature, yeah. a little more uh, serious. And I don't think he's quite there yet, but I think it's a very promising start to possibly a new phase in his career. Yeah. Who knows where he'll go with this? Yeah. Uh, I have to give this uh, seven and a half out of ten Afghan hounds. <laughs> right? <laughs> I... I was thinking about, I was like, man, what would have made this more intense? And I kept going back to Children of Men. Just uh, like yeah. two people together. Just like if we had just watched Children of Men, we'd have been like, man, Guy Ritchie's Children of Men is amazing. <laughs> amazing. Because <laughs> uh, that, that's the thing is like the, um, you know, I, I understand this is based on a, a true story. So they obviously. Yeah. I don't inspired know what, to, by what a true degree. Story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To to what degree. But also the outcome is needless to say probably positive um but uh i I would like to have seen i mean granted they are definitely in peril uh but like the stakes risen and that's where like okay i i like seeing guy Ritchie like upping his drama game uh but it just didn't seem like it's like okay well maybe the next one we'll kind of finally like see like really statham plays the giant (laughs) master taliban (laughs) (laughs) it's like oi uh, what are you doing, all hell? Oh, bloody hell. Oh, bloody hell. I'm uh, your interpreter, but I only learned from a cockney. Uh, so all my English sounds like I, this. I used to be a transporter. Uh, but uh, I thought everyone was was good. I, I thought, like, Dar Salim, he, I think he really carried the movie. And, like, I, he I carried was, Jake Gyllenhaal. He literally carried, carried Jake Gyllenhaal. And, uh, I mean, they're both great in it, but he gets a lot uh, maybe it's because this is the he's more unfamiliar role. to yeah. us yeah yeah that we're like oh who is this guy he feels like yeah. a real we know, person we know gyllenhaal's great he, he has this really great like understated charisma uh throughout the whole movie it's like i just kind of want to know him like because he seems so confident that like immediately when he uh, like he's on screen you're like who is yeah. this guy yeah who's who's yeah. this guy but he's and, guy's been working for over 20 years right it's just new yeah. to us he's just he's he's really great in it and i think that like just almost watching the movie just for him yeah. is worth it sure. and jake gyllenhaal is he's 
always great. Yeah. Uh, and he's really good here. I think there are some times when it's like slight overacting and um, uh, some he's drunken... He's got a hook in him, right? Well, n- not only that, but also... Well, the, that was overwriting. The, well, <laughs> overwriting and also the drunken parts. I'm just like, okay. Yeah. Um, but because uh, you just like, how did that lead up to that? Anyway, um, but... I thought it was good. I thought it was. I was. I thought it was, again. I think I even said it after the movie. I was like, it's a fine movie. It's fine. fine. It's fine. So I'm going to give it seven out of ten. Um, Got to think about the shit ahead of time, right? Seven out of ten. Aladdin's. All right, fair enough. Remember, he directed that, that fucking Guy Ritchie's the, the Aladdin. I just thought it was like, oh, it's set in the Middle East, and like all you could think of is Aladdin. That is <laughs> yeah. racist. Really really racist. I expect nothing else less than a white Maybe supremacist. Maybe you are a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, right? Yeah, Even though you're too. a white supremacist. <laughs> Explain that to everybody. He's a, I lo- I he, love you're him. one of the good ones. What can I say? He's actually you got that wrong. He's a whiteout supremacist. Oh, he's like, why out. don't we bring out black whiteout? I'm like, don't understand. I'm like typing up on my old. He's Smith a big Corona. Mike Ness fan. Hey, he's like, whiteout lives matter. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we're all on the same page more or less here. Uh, this is it's perfectly serviceable. It's entertaining. I like the action stuff better than you did. I was more forgiving of that, uh, of the, you know, the stormtrooper effect. <laughs> uh, I'm just like, okay, it, it, he was going to create tension mm-hmm. and I think he did it pretty well. I think the action scenes actually come off really well. It was mainly that second act, which drags on way too long. Literally. Um, I, I'm just like, <laughs> we get it. Oh my God. Can we get to the next part, please here? And l- there's a point like when that ends, you're like, oh, that's the end of the movie, right? Should we like a shark? <laughs> no, no, there's a whole nother act coming. Okay. All right. Good. I guess, but this is feeling long. And it does in fact, because of that second act, even though the third act is as tight as it is, and it's pretty tight. You're just like, oh my God. <laughs> please, please this better be this better step it up big and big time because <laughs> i was ready for this to end um yeah it's fine uh i'm gonna give it seven out of ten apples so how do you like them apples boo there's I, a lot no they say it in the movie i really fucking exactly hate the show. kind of horrible writing that comes <laughs> in this that's witty i'm like it's really not but okay don't like this anymore that's a placeholder joke we'll write a better one later but they forgot to do it <laughs> yeah. it's like oh we should we kept it in 